This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis S Delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Town are back on the road for one of the longest away trips in the league this season for us, hoping that the sky curse has well and truly been lifted as we rock up at Exeter. This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Down up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Wood and you're listening to the pre-match show Brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. We're available every week on YouTube video and podcast. And tonight we are live. So we want to hear from you in the chat. And joining me as always with his chat. And I got us well behind the saying the word chat. Seb Brown. Hey there, mate. Hello, mate. I'm good, thank you. You will be pleased to know there are no height-related statistics this week about the opposition after the debacle that was last week. I saw them line up. I was at Portman Road last Saturday, and I saw the two centre-backs that I had said were five foot seven or five foot eight or something line up and next to Ladapo. And I thought, bloody hell, Ladapo's shrunk in the last week or so. And then obviously I checked the checked the stats. And in my defense, the information was correct. You know, the various websites listed them as being, you know, five foot seven and five foot eight, but they, they quite clearly weren't on the day, were they? So I've decided to abandon all height, uh, all height kind of references and statistics from the script, you'd be pleased to know. I heard you guys call me out about it on the uh, on the flagship show. So I thought I'd better get my, my right of reply in there. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I was going to say you need to explain to people what you're referring to. I mean, you did say two of them were short, didn't you? You didn't say all of them. Freestone definitely wasn't. But yeah, we won't be going near heights tonight. Put it that no. way, folks. Good to see a lot of you in the chat. Um, we want to hear from you, as we said, evening or morning to Michael in Brisbane. Um, this is a uh, this is better a six a.m. pod. Might need to help us with the Aussie translation there, Michael. Charlie D. Good to have you with us, Lee, as well. Um, we are talking cricket there. I'll leave that for you guys. Um, evening, Gary and Paul. Evening, fellow sufferers. Yeah, wow. We'll talk about that. It's been a bit of a tricky few weeks for Ipswich, hasn't it? Um, evening to James. Knackering week at work. Chill out with the pod on and bedtime already. Wow. You going tomorrow, James? That's what, is it an early night ahead of a stupid o'clock alarm call? Let us know. Um but yeah, I think what I was going to say, someone once said, 
they oh i love the podcast it's great um really good at helping me get off to sleep at night <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> probably Thanks. listening to us get, talk about stats from player heights isn't it so yeah um sleep well james tuck yourself in alan's deep bath um charlie d um anyone else full of world cup apathy apathy big time seb's been um big on the world I'm, cup stuff this week talk story i'm starting to get into it yeah i've started to get that it's urge. beginning to feel a lot like have you, have you seen they've released three lines today with a line about christmas that again like. saying that do I you like. oh i hate that i think it's rubbish oh no i can't yeah. stand that but no i have my drive to work in the morning i've kind of made myself an england playlist with three lions and world in motion and vindaloo and um Ant and Deck were on the ball. So I, I am starting to get a little bit into it now. I've booked Monday off work to watch the England game. And yeah. The whole day? I've, I've, yeah, yeah, the whole day. Well, well, I, I, kicks off I work, at one. I work quite a way away though. So there's no point me going and then coming home again on a half day wow. type thing. So I've, I've, I've got no choice. But yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get into it a little bit now. I doubled with the idea of getting myself an England shirt in the week. And then I saw how much they were charging for it. So I very clearly, quickly decided not to do that. But yeah, I recorded a little piece, didn't I, for fans bets about... Hmm. Um, I was given a, that. Yeah, I was given a position to choose. Uh, I took to say who was England's sort of, you know, first choice central defender should be in the tournament. So I said John Stone. So feel free to go and check that out. But I am starting to get a little bit into it. You can give us your thoughts on John Stone's in the chat. I think someone else tweeted about Do you see the tweeted response you got about that opinion? No, I've don't. not been on Twitter. I keep assuming that at some point today, Twitter will just end, given yes. all the hashtags and all the news. So I've kind of not really it's been on it in the expectation it? that I'll try and load it and it will just say, to this app no longer exists so i've not been on it i'll have a look after the live me show. and chris agreeing on the three lines yeah i like it i do okay fair it. enough fair that's enough. good um podcasts in the background is you sleep is the one yeah so i, I would do my best to do my smr asmr voice isn't it that's graham torrington's late night love not like that well i've got a bit of an exit to love in to come what about seg that's a quality segue for me um all guns blazing here. Right, let's um, let's do some business, shall we? Um, let's talk ITSC women. Um, they are on the road as well. It's a double header down in the southwest. I feel really sorry for them because uh, I think a lot. Well, we've sold out our away allocation extra, haven't we? Uh, Exeter. So it's not as if there's not many people hanging around. But I think a three o'clock game is a very different equation for people to justify sticking around than a twelve thirty. So they are at home park against Plymouth. They're playing in the stadium on Sunday off the back of um, starting their FA Cup run, Seb. We remember... 7-0, wasn't it? They absolutely battered them 7-0. And the the great takeaway from that game, isn't it? Sophie Peskett making her return. It was... Something like four hundred days she was out for, wasn't it? That's such a such a huge boost. Obviously, you you go and see them way more than I do. So, what, what's your thoughts on that one? That must be a massive, massive boost to the squad. Yeah, her her nickname is Star Girl, so that should tell you everything you need to know about her qualities. And immediately within four minutes of being introduced as a sub, she's got an assist for Abby Lafayette, yeah. um, friend of the Blue Monday podcast, sponsored Abby Lafayette. I always have to say, so brilliant news that she's returned and being eased into action. She'll obviously be available, I think, for for Sunday's match as well. So we wish her well on her recovery. It was great to chat to, to Blue Wilson last week at the live event as well. And she's looking to step her recovery up in the new year as well. So yeah, it's looking really positive. London Seawood, as in, look, see over there. See, let's go Seawood. Um, I, I didn't really explain that particularly well, did I? They are from the tier below and they are the opponents at the AGL next Sunday. So I see women play FA Cup at 1 p.m. on Sunday. And okay, then the so men straight from there to, play to Portman Buxton. Road. Yeah. Oh, I will be driving down the A14, 70 miles an hour and no more to make sure I can get to both games. So, um, and we've, Plymouth we've got... is a game we should be looking to win. They're kind of in the relegations, yeah. aren't they? Bottom, second bottom, I think. Is this a game that should be fairly straightforward for them? 
we never say straightforward, but the form guide suggests that we should be favourites. Yeah, Plymouth have got a bit of a. They've won two, lost four of their league games um, at home. So yeah, it's one where I would have us as the favourites, but we still have to turn up. But the the squad is getting stronger. Yeah, Lucy O'Brien, obviously sponsored by the pod as well, is is getting back to fitness as well. So suddenly, from being quite depleted at the start of the season, we're looking pretty good. So fingers crossed the women's team all the best with the, the long travel down there and everyone who's who's going as well i know a lot of the um the usual suspects are traveling down there for that so we wish them all the best as well um and we'll um check back in and see how they go on on sunday night on the flagship um we've got a question from lee just let me do that um the hashtag defeat was in the fa women's league cup so essentially it's kind of a cross between the efl trophy and the carabao cup for the men um, and in terms of priorities for the teams, it's a distant third behind the FA Cup and then the league where we obviously want to get promoted. So disappointing defeat. And Joe said as much at the live event, didn't he, that it wasn't a good performance, a, a good representation of what the team are about. Um, and he was very adamant that they were going to bounce back at Luton and they very much did with a 7-0 win. So um, we wish them well for Sunday and we wish them all the best for the FA Cup and hopefully another adventure which culminates in WSL opposition at some point in the future. Let's move on, shall we, Seb, and talk about Saturday's action at Exeter. Um, remind us. Well, not remind us, because it's not as if we've said it yet. Tell us. <laughs> tell us where Exeter find themselves in League One. Another early start for all those poor people getting the coaches. I dread to think what time the coaches are going to be leaving Portman Road tomorrow morning. It must be like a 4 a.m. departure or something crazy. So if, you're, if you're going, we really, really do salute you. Fair play. Yeah, we do. And I'm going to actually salute you right now. Yeah. 263 miles, according to Google Maps, is the most efficient route. And that's right. from Portman Road. Okay. And it reckons four and a, four and a <clears> bit hours. But yeah, you'd want to be leaving. I guess they'll be leaving at three. Something no idea. Like no idea. But fair similar play time to Plymouth, isn't it? I mean, not yeah, it's, long, about the, but... it's, it's the same, isn't it? So um, fair play. They must be. Um, oh, David. David's back star. at it. Thank Love you. this, David. You're so generous. You are. We need. We need we're we're going to say stop it, you. But thank you very much. <laughs> we very much appreciate the support. And the uh, and worth noting that um, live events like last week um, happen because of the support that you guys provide us. So, David, thank you very much for, as always, your generosity. Um, AD saying 3.45 a.m. Fair play. We to salute yes, you yeah. again, everyone. Absolutely, yeah. Um, AD, let us know if you're on the coach or um, traveling down for that one. Um, that is hardcore. Yeah, Seven. fair play to you. So Exeter, as we as we stand at the moment, currently sitting ninth in the league with 25 points, played 18, won seven, drawn four, lost seven, scored 31 goals. So we will discuss their goal-scoring prowess and conceded 27. Of the last six games, it's kind of been a bit of a mixed bag of form. They've won two, drawn one and lost three. So kind of a bit of indifferent run uh, recently. Their home form, however, is pretty decent. They've taken 16 points from nine games, which I think is only a couple less than we've taken, isn't it? I know we've dropped points recently with the likes of uh, Cheltenham last weekend and stuff, but their, their home form is, is, is pretty good. Their last six home games at home, won three, drawn one and lost two, but they have won their last two games. We'll discuss who they played last week. They have won their last two games games um and then obviously they've, they've played well peterborough was the, the one last week the 3-2 defeat they've got us on saturday they're in a bit of a sticky run then they've got sheffield wednesday bolton away pompey and barnsley all at st james's park so this is definitely their their tricky run of the season i would suggest yeah yeah definitely wow harsh and played derby as i think you mentioned in yeah the that was room. the yeah, the new manager's first game was a Away. nil nil against Derby. Yeah, so it's um yeah, it's, it's a real, a real kind of sticky run of form. But sorry, a real sticky run of fixtures for them at the moment. But they they are coming through it to be fair, aren't they? You know, they're a good side. I think they've probably got a lot of fans amongst 
you know, sort of neutrals. Is that fair to say, you know, mm. from what they're, what they're doing? You know, we sometimes see sides come up and we've seen a bit with Cheltenham last weekend. You know, you get those kind of sides that will look to have a low block and frustrate teams, but they seem to have come up and they're, you know, considering uh, continuing the, the goal scoring prowess they displayed last season. And I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of this. I like the way they do things. So is David Earl, excellent podcast with Kings of mm, Anglia, if you're yeah. um, a fan of Afterlife. And I think he's in extras as well, isn't he? He's, he's, it's weird because he's now got a very, or in Afterlife, he's got that big bushy beard. But in extras, he was the one who, do the catchphrase, <laughs> the hair, the glasses, the catchphrase, brilliant. That That's him, by the way. But in lots of other things as well. So um, yeah, I spoke to Stuart's and I think, and the guys at KOA, so worth a look. A look there but as you say i think it's been an upwardly mobile team for quite some time we'll talk yeah. about our record against them but i seem to recall even the um uh, the, when we were losing to them in the efl trophy i think they were quite ambitious at that point and it was quite a positive result but they've been kind of knocking on the door for quite a while and then last season said automatic promotion it was, yeah. They finished joint top with Cheltenham on 84 points, but we lost out on goal difference. I think it was like a goal difference of six or seven. There wasn't much in it at all. So that secured them second place and and back up to League One. Matt Taylor was in charge for the campaign. He's obviously since moved on in the last few weeks to join to join Rotherham, and we'll come on to who's replaced him shortly. Uh, Matt Jay was the top scorer last year with 14 goals. And and yeah, you know, it's a, like you said, an upwardly mobile club that was looking to to get back up to the to League One. They've done that and they've, they've just carried on with that. Sometimes in football, momentum is so crucial, isn't it? We've seen it in the past, you know, how many times did we see clubs like Southampton, dare I say it, Norwich, Sheffield United? You had clubs that went up to the championship and that momentum kind of carried them through. I'm not saying they're going to go up promotion-wise this season, but momentum can play such a huge, huge role in football clubs. Can't you? you can breed confidence, breed winning uh, breed winning runs. And that's, I think, what we're, what we're seeing from them in this first third of the season. We'll take a very brief uh, advert break, if we may. In fact, I'll see if, can I put any music on to, to help us here? Um, let's try that. Can you hear that? Yeah. Um, Confused. Question from Michael and a question from David. Where do you get your sign from, oh, Seb? Yeah, it's brilliant. It, oh, I can't do it. Uh, it's from the, the house in town, uh, down near the waterfront in, in Ipswich. They've got a, a website. There's a few signs on there. I got the Portman Road IP1. I think the Greyhound had them in the pods, don't they? Yeah, they're in there. So, yeah, brilliant, uh, brilliant sign. Uh, I think it was £40, if I remember rightly. And then I got a family member to go and collect it. But, yeah, great quality. They've got some Ed Sheeran ones with the Divide Tour logos. Highly recommend it. Loads of great stuff down there. Really, really friendly guys that run that place. So, yeah, the house in town down near the waterfront excellent excellent place head to the house in town and get your sign now there you go i'm just dicking about with the fact that i can play music now um anyway back to it let's talk about our recent record there seb because it's not good is it no we played them twice in in the not too distant past so obviously we discussed it the one where we lost 2-1 in the efl trophy in the first year we played back down um yeah so you, you're getting more and more like graham torrent's late night love now lee starting <laughs> to uh, uh to feel it so yeah we, we lost 2-1 lee martin scored a 93rd minute winner for exeter uh i think will king equalized for us but, but they, they scored right on the death in the quarter final stage i want to say he took it seriously as well I, we yeah, played, a, yeah, we yeah, played yeah. the kids up to that point and then we played pretty much a full-strength team, I think. Well, it was and in that rubbish. We were in that really poor run, weren't we? Do you remember we went to Rochdale away and we won on fireworks night and then we just didn't win for like two months and Lambert gets his new five-year deal. So I guess Lambert was trying to get some sort of result out there. But we lost that one. And the other one, the notorious one, was right at the start of the new era in 2018. We played them in a League Cup tie. Caden Jackson scored. One of the guys put some footage of it in the Telegram group earlier. Caden Jackson scores, but we lose on penalties after a one-all draw. And Paul Hurst throws absolutely everybody under the bus in his third game. I think it was. And we played Blackburn and Rotherham first. And I think it was the third game of his tenure. 
and he threw them all under the bus, didn't he? And we, yeah, I guess we all kind of thought, well, you can only do that once. So what's your next move going to be, Paul? And yeah, it was uh, not not a good night or a good time. So our, our recent record there isn't great. I do remember a third game as well. We played, the, do you remember the, the, the League Cup run culminating in Arsenal in Roy Keane's second season? I think one of the first games, one of the early rounds of that competition, we won 3-2, I think. David Norris got a couple. That must be 10, 12 years ago now. But, but the most recent couple, yeah, a couple of defeats recently and not great performances either, I'm afraid. And our overall record is a weird one. I looked it up because I didn't expect us to have too many games. There was kind of this period where we played them in the League Cup every kind of six to seven years, and then obviously the EFL trophy into the mix as well. But um, we've played them um, about nearly 30 times in our history, and our record is we've got 11 wins to their eight. So it's not as if historically we've had the upper hand on them. Um, we used to play them quite a lot in the division three south back in the 40s and 50s you can if you can believe that um and the standout win that i could find was also was in the league cup shock we beat them five one at portman road when they were two-legged i think it was yeah, one all those at, days yeah one all at their place and then five one in the return leg so if you can remember that in any of the goal scorers then um let us know in the comments i suspect possibly not Talk to us about this Peterborough game. We mentioned it briefly. Um, a defeat. Well, they won, didn't they, last time out? Um, dramatic game, bit back and forth. Um, tell us about it. Yeah, showed some character as well. It was a 3-2 win at St. James's Park to Peterborough. They were 1-0 up, 2-1 down, 1-0 uh, up from a corner. We'll come on to their set-piece threat, set piece threat shortly. Um, but Peterborough score a couple of goals, and it looks like it should be heading to a Peterborough victory. They equalised quite late on. I think it was the 86th minute. And then in the 90th minute, they go very kind of route one. I think it was the 91st minute. Route one from the keeper, not great defending uh, by, by Posh. And Giovanni Brown is through, and you know a lovely finish kind of looks at the edge of the area, opens up his body, and yeah, curls at home in the 91st minute to, to, to send them all crazy and yeah it shows a bit of a bit of you know character to come back because you would think you know two one down four minutes to go against one of the so-called big boys in the league you'd be expecting to um you know not to not to come back in that one but they, they showed some some character they, they they have a massive goal threat as we'll come on to and uh yeah it's a cracking result for them evening to sully or morning or afternoon to sully um yeah we will keep an eye on portsmouth derby for you guys um, I think it's only just started, um, still nil-nil as far as I can tell, but do feel free to put that in the chat. Um, uh, that game, uh, I, I possibly fortunate? I think so, yeah. I mean, the stats were 43% possession. This is Exeter stats. 43% possession, only five shots. Peterborough had 16. Uh, four shots on target for, for Exeter and seven on target for Peterborough. Uh, big chances, only one um, for Exeter. Scored three goals, but only one big chance. Um, and they, they they missed that chance. So, yeah, the, the stats do suggest that it was maybe a little bit fortunate. But when you've got their front three and their goal-scoring ability and the kind of the players in behind, it's um, it, it's you know they're always going to have a chance. We need to be wary of it tomorrow. Yeah, and the goals have been spread out as well. As a, there's the kind of goal that I hate us conceding, where um, Dieng glances in a header at the near post, and that's Giovanni Brown who gets the assist. We'll talk about um, him. Normally comes off the bench. It's Jay who starts the game, and they're trying to get yeah. they're trying to get Jay to rekindle this form from last season, but it's really not happened yet for him. I don't know if there's some injuries at play there, but he's not scored yet, as far as I'm aware. And only he's only made starts. like four starts, hasn't he? Yeah, there yeah. must be an injury behind it or something. There must be a reason why, because he was the 14 goal top scorer last season, and he's just not got going at all this year. But also, they've brought in Jay Stansfield, other players we'll come on to mm. who are kind of you know fulfilling that 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 mantle, thankfully. And you, you mentioned the, the curling finish from Giovanni Brown. I mean, we need to mention, and we've talked about this before in the predictions element of the show, Peterborough's dysfunction defending. There is mm. 
bouncing balls that aren't attacked by the defenders is even the uh, for the equalizer non-base equalizer is a bit of a catalog of errors because yeah. there's a deep cross that's not defended for the in the first place a header back across goal that's also unmarked and then the ball bounces between the goalkeeper about three defenders and then eventually non-base has about three attempts and just lashes it in from close range so peterborough kind of complicit here but no questions about the finish for for brown in the 91st minute lovely goal wasn't it from the edge of the box so yeah really nice yeah all different types of goals but we'll talk about the threat from set pieces in a bit um to us about the manager recently um uh, yeah the change there brand new yeah so we know matty taylor went off to to, to rotherham obviously mark bonner was the favorite he turned the job down and then and then taylor ended up going there so they appointed gary caldwell um football manager championship manager players from kind of the early 2000s probably i used to always sign him when he was i think he was somewhere in celtic or something i always used to get him as a relatively cheap decent center back he's only been there for three league games he's won one the one last week against peterborough he drew nil nil uh at derby uh, and they lost they got battered 4-2 in the is that a, is that a derby for them plymouth extra i'm guessing it is a yeah a little a bit devon derby yeah that went um, back and forth as well i mean that it did yeah it was too all till quite relatively late on I think wasn't it and then a couple, of, the a couple of goals yeah a couple of goals long range from... goals in that one a lot of yes, difficulties yeah. defending long range shots which as I bitched about in the flagship show is something we're not really doing at the moment so yeah anyway and then they had a 3-2 win over Port Vale in the cup as well so he's managed four games in total two wins in all competitions one draw one one defeat he's best known for his time at, at Celtic and Wigan 55 Scotland caps so he comes from a decent, pretty decent you know, pedigree and he's had managerial spells at Wigan, Chesterfield and Partick Thistle as well so he's uh, he's been around a little bit and yeah like I say he's only been in charge for, for three get three league games so far so it's a bit of an bit of an unknown still at this point but I guess he's just looking to carry on the great work that Taylor kind of set in place you know if it ain't if it ain't broke don't fix it I was a bit surprised by that appointment. I, I I wasn't really aware that Gary Caldwell was, you know, when he went in at Wigan, I think he was probably quite harshly sacked and a lot of people <laughs> are being harshly sacked at Wigan in the last few years, haven't they? I, it just surprised me that he was a name that was mentioned and, and, and linked with that job. I mean, no criticism of his, him. I'm sure he's he's got a decent record in Scotland, I'm sure, but a bit of a strange one, isn't it? But you know, I, I don't really know the kind of market that Exeter are shopping in, but if, yeah, Matt Taylor is obviously Matty. Is it Matty? Are we going? With I think it's Matty Taylor. Yeah, I think it is Matty yeah. Taylor. Yeah, for, for very familiar. But uh, yeah, I, 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 whether he feels that mould is is to be seen, I guess. But so far, relatively okay, isn't it? So far, so we'll wait and see. Talk to us about the, the way that he tries to play instead, and then and then let's start attacking some of these key players for us to be watching out for. Yeah, so in the league, he's had the same formation throughout. It's been a 3-4-1-2, so a number 10 kind of playing behind the, the, the front two. But it is very fluid. Those front three will change around uh, in-game quite a lot. So at one point, you'll have one through the middle and two out wide. At some point, you'll have a 10 behind the two, and they'll just look to mix it up all throughout the uh, uh, all throughout the, the 90 minutes. Giovanni Brown is one of the main names. We've discussed him already, the goal scorer, the winning goal scorer last week against Peterborough. He's their top scorer so far with nine in 17 league appearances. He's also got eight assists. That's really impressive, isn't it? 17 Go, uh, 17 corners. Yeah, yeah. Um, eight assists, nine goals. Plays as the 10 at the moment. He kind of drops in. But like I say, the heat map, he will drift out to the right and then somebody else will drop a little bit in and Stansfield will go through the middle and they will just look to mix it up all throughout the uh, uh, the 90 minutes. Matt Jay did start last week. He's the guy from last year, the 14-goal top scorer from last season. They're kind of trying to get him back to uh, sort of a, a, you know, a decent run of form. Sam Nombe got the equaliser in the 86th minute last week. Uh, he's got eight goals so far this season. Also got five assists. And they've got Jay Stansfield, which is a, a lovely story. It sounds like from the McKenna pre-match today, we were quite close to signing him in the 
in the summer, oh, I think. Okay. I think we went for Tyrese John Jules instead. I think we got pretty far down the line with that one, apparently. Um, we all know the story of his dad, obviously Exeter, Adam Stansfield, and you know, Jay Stansfield has gone there, same squad number, and it's a it's a great story, isn't it? He's got four goals so far this season and four assists as well. So that's a really, really lovely story. And those front three are absolutely crucial to the way they play, and they are a huge, huge threat, aren't they? Yeah, and Stansfield won EFL Player of the Month. That's not League One Player of the Month. That's EFL, player, of the, yeah. player of the Month for the whole of the, the EFL. So definitely a player on form, definitely a player with creativity, can dribble, can can shoot, can create as well. So, um, and yeah, great story there. And um, that number nine shirt and... Uh, yeah, following in his father's footsteps. Yeah, so, it's, a, um, it's a lovely story. I remember when he, sc- he scored when he first scored his first goal. You know, the the reaction to it on social media was absolutely brilliant. You just love to see that kind of stuff, don't you? We do, yeah. And as you mentioned, that that front three can be quite. It fluid will change. Seemingly. Yeah, Stan, so, Stansfield will naturally drop out left a little bit as well and look to take people on, and it will be changing all throughout the ninety minutes. And yeah, it's a real, real big threat, and we have to be we'll have to be really on it against those three because they all pose a slightly different threat, and they're all so well oiled and so interchangeable that you know if you switch off for for, for any time at all, they're going to be right on you. And there's there's kind of fluidity, or there is definitely forward momentum throughout the pitch, isn't there? Talk to us about midfield and, and the wing backs. Archie Collins is a player I like. He's a central midfield player. He will pop up everywhere. His heat map is comparable to 2019-20 Alan Judge or 2022-2023 Barry Bannon. He's everywhere on the pitch. He will he will look to try and make them tick. He's got a decent long range shot on him as well, um, and he'll be on looking to pick up the ball and really get sort of get them get them going. He averages 57 touches per game, so he'll be involved everywhere, all over the pitch throughout the 90 minutes, and look to really really get them going. And they've got these two fullbacks. They will look to to, to really push on when you look at the heat maps again they will be right right down the touchline advanced they've got jack sparks the left wing back and then it'll be either should be josh key or jake caprice the right wing back uh 48 of their attacks come down that right hand side uh, and that's when giovanni brown will naturally drift out as well and link up who's whoever's playing the right wing back role and it's a big big threat and then we, we mentioned diangi brings some in, you know, physical presence from midfield can play center back i think you were saying as well uh, two goals as well. Um, so yeah, scored, them scored from the corner last week. Yeah, big unit. You can play either sort of the 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 kind of enforcer in midfield alongside uh, Archie Collins, allowing him to sort of you know drift everywhere all over the pitch, or you can slot in a centre back as well, and he'll provide a real, real physical threat from corners. They are very, very good at set pieces. We're going to have to be switched on for that one. Had a familiar name in goal. A player you like, yeah, Jamal Blackman. So he was always a, what was he? he was a perennial Chelsea loanee, wasn't he? Um, how many, so you, you did some research on it. Eight loan spells, there you go. At various different levels at the Championship, League One, teams in Sweden, teams in Holland. One of those players that Chelsea sign probably never, ever makes an appearance for their first team and just gets loaned out year after year until he eventually gets released. But he's there now as a 29-year-old. They've signed him permanently, haven't they? He's not alone anymore. They've signed him permanently. And I guess good for him that he's got a, you know, a, bit, of a, a bit of a home now he can kind of you know, look to, to, to make a game for himself. It must be so difficult. The likes of him and Garber and you know Pennington, those players that just year after year get pushed out somewhere else. It must be difficult getting into any kind of sort of you know rhythm and stuff. So happy for him he can finally make a home and hopefully he'll have a decent season, but not on Saturday. And he's 29. I'm pretty certain this this might be up there with your centre back height research, Seb. <laughs> but I'm pretty certain he's 29. And you kind of think, well, the man. This, I mean, it's a good age for a goalkeeper. Obviously, keepers peak a little bit later than outfield players. But yeah. big chunk of his career spent on loan, as you said. No kind of from the from the human dynamic. You know, no place to call home really. And yeah. So um, it was on loan at Rotherham, I think, a couple of seasons ago as well. So knows this level, decent enough keeper. 
Um, and do you want to talk about player of the season, Rakeem Harper? Player of the season, Rakeem Harper. Obviously, he can't play tomorrow as part of the loan agreement, but I thought I'd have a look and see how he's getting on. He's only made seven starts so far this year. No goals, no assists, I'm afraid. He's not been used. He's an unused sub in all of Cordwell's first three games in charge in the league. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how much he's going to get much action in in the next kind of you know few weeks before the window opens. Is it one maybe we look to recall and send elsewhere? I don't know. Hopefully, at some point for him, it will kick on because... He must be 22, 23, I think he is now. And I guess we all kind of hoped he'd go out because the crew loan last year didn't really go how we thought it would. He had the nightmare in the League Cup against Colu with the back pass assist, didn't he? And now again, he's just kind of, you know, if he's sitting on the bench not getting game time, it's a bit of a, a, bit of a wasted year again. So hopefully for him, either he'll get a, a run. However, I would say Archie Collins and Timothy Deang are kind of going to have those central midfield positions sewn up. We know he can play as a number 10, but again, they are very well stocked in that position. So I'm not entirely sure what he can do at this point, to be honest. Yeah, interesting to see how the rest of his season pans out. We'll be, um, we'll be back after this. Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth, and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge, with more to follow. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is my favourite bit now where we go a bit nerdy. So apologies. I know you love, isn't it? This is the bit I kind of do some groundwork in the week and I pass it over to you and you turn my basic numbers into some proper statistical well thought out 
analysis. So I polish your turd for you. <laughs> that sounds, <laughs> what, uh, that's so weird. Thanks moving it that. on, moving it on. I sprinkle glitter on. No. Um, so uh, I've, I'd like to, I kind of like to split the stats by high performing stats and, and low performing stats. We mentioned um, the goals for at home, fifth best in the league. You've mentioned the, the, the proportion of goals that they've scored at home from set pieces, which is 30 odd percent, five of those, those goals, second highest in the league. Um, they're also not too many teams have got many penalty goals at this point, but they are joint first on penalties scored at home. Only failed to score at home in two games. And ironically, those were in defeats to Cheltenham and Burton. Um, not that they've had the, you know, the, the top echelon teams in the division, um, at St James Park yet, but that run of games is coming. They obviously conceded twice against Peterborough, then went on to win um, a large proportion of goals headed, um, joint third on headed goals. But there are seven other teams who've got the same number of goals. So again, not not a huge differentiator there. But I think the the, the threat for the creativity for goals is is crosses, whether they be crosses, crosses or corners. Um, they are second um, in the league for cross assists. Um, at home and first for corner assists three goals from corners so the threat from out wide is significant we've talked about um, dribbling as well through Stansfield they've got the third highest amount of dribbles per home game in league one as well so clear that the threat is going to be down the side crosses in set pieces in and Peterborough know that to their cost as well in terms of low performing they are massively outscoring um, compared to their expected goals. It's something that we've talked about in respect to Plymouth. But in terms of the XG league, which I know a lot of people are going to be tutting at me for, for even mentioning it, but they are 14th in respect to their home expected goals. So there's kind of they're outperforming nine positions in terms of the number of goals they've scored in the league so far from that position. So suggest that the quality of the chances created is low quality or it's likely that the set piece is, is a factor in that as well. So set pieces, obviously, statistically a very low quality XG goal. Um, clean sheets, we mentioned Jamal Blackman, but he's only got two clean sheets at home and 13 goals against at home as well is, is the 18th best in the league. So in terms of shipping goals, they're probably a little bit open and, and that's why you see three, two matches and all that kind of stuff. Um, they're not particularly, don't get stuck in, Seb. Um 23rd for tackles um, at home, Um, average about 12 tackles a game, which isn't great. But as a consequence of that, they don't give away many fouls um, and their disciplinary record is pretty good. No red cards yet. Um, And only 13 yellows at home. Um, They do get offside quite a lot, which doesn't necessarily surprise me because I think they try to spring um, long balls. They're quite quite direct from time. So that doesn't necessarily surprise me. Um, You've got pacey forwards trying to get in. So um, they are, yeah, the third a third highest offside. How do I word this? The they third most off- caught offside team in the league. Sure. I think is the the way to put it. <laughs> and, and in terms of the, the style of play, I, I think is a, it's a combination. They're not certainly not a possession team. You, you mentioned the low possession stats, but accurate long balls, they are 20th for accurate long balls and inaccurate long balls. They are third. So they, they try long balls. They're not particularly good at them. Um, so the, the threat will be direct balls into the strikers and, and attacking down the wings. But 
hopefully some insights there. Any conclusions you want to draw from that, Seb? Well, one thing I noticed, that I, that one of the ones that I dug out as well, they're not kind of what you'd consider to be pass masters at all. They only average 1.6 instances of 10 or more passing sequences per 90 stuff. minutes. Yeah, so to put that in perspective, we average 8.9 per match. So that's a passing movement of 10 plus passes. They just simply just don't look to do it. So like you said, yeah, the threat's going to be coming in from crosses, from, from long balls. The winner against Peterborough, albeit later on in the game where you naturally start to go longer to try and get something out of it, was a long ball down the channel from the keeper. So, so yeah, it's, it's something we need to, to look out for. I think something like the average 77 kind of long balls per uh, per 90 at home. So so it's something we're going to have to deal with, something we have to look out for, that and set pieces. They're not a, not a Wickham, I don't think, uh, to that level, but they will look to, to, to go long and kind of mix it up. Stop the cross is my mantra for tomorrow or Saturday, depending on when you're today when you're listening to it. That's my mantra, as well as stop Nombe, Stansfield and, and Brown. Brown. And Collins. Yeah. yeah. Should we and talk about us? Because there's quite a lot of stuff in the chat about us. Do get your thoughts in. We can see you in the chat. Um, I know that there's a lot of chat about where people live, which is fantastic. So um get to know each other, which is lovely in the chat. Um, some thoughts on Dynastian. So shall we start there, Seb? Um, let me find the, the comment and who posted that first from Charlie D. Will JD be playing? Well, it's a late call, isn't it? McKenna's come out and said, so the good news is he, even if he doesn't make it tomorrow, it's not another one to add to our long-term kind of list. I, I guess they'll make a decision on it in the morning. I, I think they said that he'd only just barely come back on, come back training, I think maybe yesterday or today. So come I don't on, think he's use done your favourite phrase. You've got to use your favourite phrase, Seb. My favourite phrase? What's my favourite phrase? He's on the grass. Oh, on the grass. Yeah, okay, yeah. Back on. on the grass. Like we heard so many times from managers in the past and then never saw that player play ever again. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I assume KVY will be the natural replacement. You know, I know we still debate. We're having the debate in the Telegram group earlier. Are we a back three? Are we a back four? I guess Danassian's position is kind of, you know, where he's going to play is totally dependent on where Burns is going to play in front of him. Um, but but KVY is the the natural person to come, and, to come and slot in, isn't he? You know, he came on for him last week against Cheltenham. Had a good chance, didn't he? Had that shot at the near post the keeper kind of beat away played well against Bracknell okay fair enough it's Bracknell but played well against Bracknell in the FA Cup so I'd have no real issue if he has to come in for Danassian and I think that will be Danassian's um, first lot, uh, first miss uh, not starting him under McKenna I think I think he started mm. every single game so far and that'll be the, the, that, that record will end if he doesn't make it but we'll, we'll have to see it at 2 o'clock tomorrow I guess yeah lots of other question marks aren't there I mean, there's there's chat not not in the way that i'm going to address this so i don't want to put a comment up and misrepresent someone i've got in trouble for doing that in the past christian walton i mean i love him big fan um but statistically i'm I'm just asking the question mate i'm just hosting the podcast what is it with you and keepers why why do you hate all goalkeepers let me let me play it out here i'm I'm not saying i'm winding you up calm yourself down i'm I'm just saying if from a statistical perspective the goals that we've conceded of late, I think, are could be attributed to goalkeeping mistakes, right? Absolutely. And I, yeah. What, three of them against Charlton, without question? Certainly two, possibly three. The one last week, yep, goes through a mistake, yeah, but there's no way in hell I'd drop him. Not no, no, of course not. Of course no, not. I'm not asking the question. Just make Not a we, chance. We do, think, our, we do a thorough job here in the pre-match show. I just want to make sure we cover all the bases. You know? I think Clacky knows. You he don't is do the, a sky will. So. I think Clacky knows he is the, the cup goalkeeper, the reserve goalkeeper. Yeah. Let's not forget, you know, Clacky at the start of 
last season was wasn't great at all. I know he came in for that one game against Wickham and McKenna's first game in charge and did okay, but but no, not for me. I understand he's made errors and yeah, he is culpable for probably four of our last five goals we've conceded. But how many points has he saved us? How many times has he come and claimed a ball when we're under pressure in the 90th minute from a corner or a long ball? And yeah, not for me. You should, without a shadow of a doubt. And even if he made a ricket tomorrow, I'd probably. Well, no, you wouldn't start him against Buxton, but I'd probably still start him against Fleetwood the next the next week. He deserves that, I think. Paul, let us know if you're going to the Grand Prix. And um, hello to our friends in Abu Dhabi. There we go. Uh, who gets in? We meant. Have we talked about Kamara yet? Yeah, I mean, I, I assume he must be earmarked to make a start against uh, Pompey on Tuesday night, isn't it? In the last 32 last six I don't know what it is whatever it is in the pizza cup look at your shrugging shoulders the next don't care. round the next yeah. round of the Peter of the, of the Peterborough cup of the <laughs> pizza cup uh, I assume he must be earmarked to start that or the Buxton game so I guess he'll still be on the bench and we'll still kind of maybe see him get drip fed 15-20 minutes spot on skip who's, uh, who's mummy and dad I, I, I see mum and daddy right? that weird can of worms <laughs> yes. everyone wants to know everyone's thinking it <laughs> the Joey and Chandler, the Bert and Ernie of the Blue Monday podcast, who is who. Um, on, yeah, no, Kamara for me will be on the bench as as the mid central midfield kind of well, he's the only uh, backup option isn't he? I I'd have Ooh. I'd have Humphreys and Morsey starting getting central midfield. I know Humphreys maybe missed the interception for their goal last weekend and maybe should have scored. He wasn't but alone for me, in making yeah, start. no. For me, fine. I've got no issue with him starting alongside Morsey at all. And then Kamara, if needed, can get a few more minutes under his belt with a look to either start against Pompey or against uh, Buxton next weekend and, and really get some minutes into it. And I'm really excited to see to see him when he's fully up to speed because he's a player that last year was phenomenal, wasn't he? And you know what a what a crucial, you know, role he might play in the second half of the season. His ability to move with the ball up the pitch and get us advanced quickly and his stamina and his fitness levels are superb so he could be a really really useful weapon and we've got players coming back as well haven't we? we've got the likes of Leon that had me back in training they're not going to be involved tomorrow I thought but good that we are now starting to see some of these guys getting back yeah Michael's um, talking about Greg Lee here um, mentioned that um, he'll be back next back in training next week we think And yeah I presume Buxton must be yeah, Buxton maybe penciled in. I had me can't play in the Pizza Cup, can he? So he can't figure in that one. But so I assume he'll get might get a, a start or forty five minutes against Buxton in the FA Cup, and then Gregory hopefully will be back pretty soon because yeah, bringing him on like, like like Michael said, bringing him on to see out the last kind of twenty minutes of games when Lee Dav- Leaf Davis is spent has proved such a useful weapon. Michael advocating start for Edwards. I kind of Absolute. think he's, he's, he's earned it. He deserves now. it. Yeah. I thought again, when he came on last weekend, he was positive. He put that ball in, didn't he? For, was it Ladapo's header? I think quite late on or the one where uh, Kamara just couldn't get on the end of it. So yeah, I'd have him start. I would have Jackson start as well. Um, I, I, I think, you know, it's an, it's an away game. So it's when they kiss and make, <laughs> I think, uh, I think Jackson will come in uh, personally as one of the kind of the wider players. So I wouldn't be surprised to see kind of a Burns Edwards and Burns, Edwards, and um, uh, my mind's gone completely blank. Jackson, Ernie. three behind Ladapo. I think Harness and Chaplin are just quite out of form at the moment, aren't they? And it's always a problem when they're both out of form at the same time. You can kind of carry one, but I'm not sure you can carry them both. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them continues, actually. Okay. Um, but an away game, he normally favours Jackson in the away games, and and you know they they will look to attack us given their kind of record at home and their goal scoring threat. So it could be an ideal game for someone like Jackson with his pace to really kind of you know hit them on the counter. But does Jackson come in for Ladapo in that in that instance then, rather than it, playing in a number ten? I'm not sure he's played in a number ten. He's played wide right. No, I'd put I'd put him out wide instead of Burns. 
No, I'd have Burns right, Jackson left, and Edwards can play as a ten. He's played as a ten okay. before this season, hasn't he? That's that's what that's what I would do personally. Okay. He's kind of played that role before, so I'd I'd look to do something like that because I just think at the moment John Jules obviously is, isn't involved. I think that Chaplin and Harness are just you know they're they're they're. They're kind of they're always looking to make something happen when they're on the pitch, but they're they're both out of form at the wrong kind of time. I think they just need once they get a goal, they'll be fine. But I, you know, I'd like to see them maybe look to rebuild their confidence starting against Peter. Uh, I keep saying Peterborough in the Peterborough Cup against Portsmouth in the Pizza Cup and against Buxton next weekend, maybe. Um, Paul here. Um, fun fact: Tyus Bramble was in charge of my kids' youth club out here. I'm in Abu Dhabi. I keep my 2001 kit and a marker pen. <laughs> in my car unless i in case i bump into him um i'm sure we could have a chat with milts and sort that out when Tyus does stuff for future stars doesn't he but hey ho but yes um we Tyus bramble would be a good podcast interview wouldn't he i'd quite mm. like to speak to him so yeah anyway nice distraction there thank you paul for that um let's know your your thoughts on team lineups we've got some views in the chat already um i, I think we're um, we've given our view, so we want to hear from you. Um, also get your predictions in as well. That's where we're going to go to next. Um, but we'll do a bit of housekeeping. Do you want to talk about talk to talk to me about Telegram as as it relates to the dumpster fire that is Twitter right now, Seb? There's yeah, there's no threat that you'll wake up and see that Telegram is suddenly going to end because someone's closed all the offices and fired all the staff, etc. The most egotistical person on Telegram is probably yourself with your your rules around groups and around you know certain things going in the wrong chat. Oh, it reminds so reminds me, I need to unlock the match day chat. Oh, Craig's done it. Good on Craig. Thank you. Excellent. Good stuff. So yeah, if you're if you are not enjoying the the meltdown that is uh, Twitter as we speak at the moment, then by all means come and join us on Telegram. It's much nicer. It's a place we have great debate we've set up a world cup group this week and um, for those of us that want to start following the tournament from sunday onwards and, and yeah, yeah and the match day chat is where it really comes to life to see everyone's perspectives we continue the debate going into the next day we have to move groups because you close one and get very angry with us um but yeah there's 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 it's, it's just a complete breath of fresh air complete breath of breath of fresh air compared to the, the mental chaos that is twitter at the moment i'm fully expecting twitter to disappear i, I yeah. keep expecting i'm gonna go on my phone try and open it up it's just gonna say this this does not exist or something yeah, your your feed isn't going to refresh, is it? Um, are you going to do free blue ticks? People can set their profile name to be whatever they want. I'm sure there's an emoji in there, Michael. So if that if that gets you on there, then um, fill your boots with blue ticks. Um, how do people get involved in that, Seb? Uh, BlueMondayITFC.co.uk for all the details. Uh, that's very true, actually. Yeah, sometimes you do need to be policed, I guess. I, I protect you from yourselves. Thank you, Chris. God bless <laughs> you. He knows Thanks. the score. So yeah, Blue Monday ITFC or check out our socials. Um, I think you tweeted out earlier, didn't you? Given the, the chaos that's going on on Twitter at the moment, you put it on Twitter there. So whilst Twitter is still running, if you go to the Blue Monday um, social channel feed thing, whatever it's called, there's a link to it there. Two-week free trial, you get a two-week free trial and then there's only a five a month. And yeah, if you want reasoned, respectful football debate, if it's town debate, come and join us. And I, I, I pretty much bet you won't leave because the numbers just remain solid you know everyone when the free trial ends people seem to hang around so come and see us it was great seeing so many of them last weekend at the, at the live event and it's a lovely little community and we love the greyhound as well seb very much so i was really really happy about there last weekend my first proper pre-match one uh yeah the outside bar is 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 open the food was superb as it always is the it was really busy wasn't it, it was really really rammed and and yeah obviously we're away this weekend but it's a 12 30 kickoff so you can get down there for for the afternoon for the evening the pods have got the the, the heaters the warmers in there so yeah the, the the perfect place to go pre-match in ipswich or if they're away from home head down there for a nice evening drink or some dinner afterwards did you play 
and we massively appreciate the Dan and the team um, supporting us on the pre-match show. We've got 20% off everything in the Blue Monday merch store as well, ahead of Thanksgiving and Christmas and all those kind of fun things. This is the first of two promos we've got before um, the festive season. I, I can't bring myself to, to say the other C word until we're in December. So that if you can't, if you are, if money is a, it, moving money around is an issue right now, and um, there will be another one, I think, towards the end of November as well into December. So worth looking out there. But if you are keen to get yourself a Blue Monday podcast hoodie like mine in this inclement weather, I can heartily recommend it. 20% off, click redeem. There's an offer that will show in light blue at the top of the screen and get yourself um, some merch. Why not? Flagship show is back 8 p.m. on Sunday. I think. I'm back for that one in the host chair. I think with Dave and Joe um, for that one. We'll confirm details on Sunday. As always, we want to hear from you in the chat as always as well. And I I believe Benjamin Bloom is doing a live watch along. We get the lunchtime off tomorrow, I said, but Ben will be doing something on his channel. So head over to Benjamin Bloom's football channel on YouTube and join in with his live debate and discussion um, as the game happens tomorrow or on Saturday, depending on on when you're listening to it um let's um let's do some predictions shall we and make sure you get your predictions in the chat right now so we can't guarantee this but if if you go to the greyhound like chris here you never know you might meet one of the three lines and mark Demmer was in there and i think Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. Mark Detmer thanked you for all of your hard work um, on the Blue Monday podcast, didn't he? So um, I, I, I need to wholeheartedly agree with him and concur with that. So, um, And there you go. Didn't disclose any secrets, sadly. Um, evening to Elliot. Better late than ever. Quite right, Elliot. Great to have you with us. If you're watching live on YouTube, you can drag that timeline tracker back and start the show from the beginning. But you'll obviously miss out on all the latest bants and we won't be able to chat to you. So um. Yeah, your choice. You can always watch about later on. Let's. Um, so, as always, this is how good a predictor I am, Seb. If you rewind last week's show, you'll hear me say, "I think this is your week, Seb." And lo and behold, last week was your week. Congratulations! Yay. Thanks, mate. You won by two points. Excellent. I've got you right where I want you. Then the comeback begins now. You've doubled your. Uh, the number of rounds that you've won All right. in one fell swoop. So congratulations to you. And Mark Beck give, gave it the big end, didn't he? Gave it the old uh, Billy Big Bullocks. And, and um, he lost to the worst predictor ever. You so. Look at that. Three outcomes predicted. Mark, what is that? And, I, and do you know what? I've, I felt sorry for him so much. So, I mean, it, it could have been laziness on my part for getting to ask someone else to do it. So we've got Mark back. <laughs> um, I didn't get him to do a video. Um, we'll skip through it um but have a look at the predictions for this week shall we um let me just give you a score check it's still nil nil portsmouth nil derby nil half time um, was that 745 was it or it was and uh, because we predicted okay. it as well we predicted it earlier as bef- this is predictions we prepared earlier um that's the wrong one there's the right one so we predicted it across the board everyone's Everyone's piggybacking off my one-alls. Get your own predictions. Um, well, it's, it's statistically the most likely score in a football match, isn't it? So Is it, though? Apparently so. So that's why yeah. I started doing it, just to try and claw back some ground on you. No, you saw it was working for me, and you just copied it. That's fine. Brilliant. So we're all predicting a draw on that one. We'll come back to extra Ipswich, because I know people have been putting their scores um, 
into the, in for that one. So we'll have a chat. Is there any any game there, Seb, where you want to pick out a particular outlier? We're Obviously, all pretty much. We're, yeah, you and me are in quite a lot of agreement this week, I guess, aren't we? You think that Bolton will go to Fleetwood and score three goals and and beat them too? I think I like to a, predict it out there. Crazy. Is is it kind of local derby ish? Not really, is maybe, it? Maybe, yeah, no, no, I'm not sure. Maybe, yeah. What I have you got for Wednesday? I missed that one. Have you got a comfortable, yeah, okay, a relatively yeah, comfortable we... win? Two all, Port Vale, Charlton, okay, yeah. Do you think there'll be goals in that one? Okay, yeah, no, pretty it's much. It's a pretty yeah. uneventful, unexciting it is. round, a lot, isn't it? Yeah, well, when we do this, I look through the fixtures and think, oh, there's a lot of meh here, isn't there? So, so let's talk to our one, because that's the one well, we're most popular. We we successfully predicted Plymouth to drop points last week as well. Mm. You got it. That's the one that you got spot on. The manager of the month curse. The manager that's now signed a new five year contract. Yeah, good luck. Let's hope that's a Paul Lambert style five year contract <laughs> and things start to go very badly very quickly. All the best, them, Stephen. Yeah. yeah, but we predicted them to bounce back a bit. We don't think there's there's a a blip imminent. It's just well, the blip was the one. It was the draw against Lincoln, wasn't the it? Lincoln. Yeah. Is it a double blip that becomes a, an issue? Oh, but it's it's Burton, isn't it? I mean, I could, you know, they're they they yeah. No, I can't yeah. I can't see them. Not, I can't see them falling down there. Much as I would obviously absolutely love it, I can't see them falling down there at all. A Sheffield Wednesday are at home and on a yeah. probably the form team amongst the top three right now, aren't they? So close it down to one point now, aren't they? Behind us, they are worryingly in the rearview mirror. They're getting closer and closer. So we've got to make sure we, we do the business tomorrow lunchtime to hopefully keep them at arm's length. I'm an outlier um, predicting a draw tomorrow. You are predicting, along with yeah. Mark, a single goal victory. I quite like yeah. a 3 2 win prediction. It feels like, as we talked about, that their issue at, at keeping clean sheets. And their strength at scoring goals. And it feels like we're very similar in that respect, aren't we? I think so, yeah. We've gone through this weird phase where we've gone from not letting teams have shots against us to suddenly sort of, you know, having facing two or three shots a game and conceding two or three shots per uh, two or three goals per game. So we're definitely not quite on it defensively at the moment. I think there'll be goals in this game. We've discussed the kind of threat that they will have from the, you know, the front two and the well, the front three really, depending on who's going to line up in certain positions. And I just think that we are maybe, you know, sides that when we go away and they kind of look to to play and kind of attack us. It's, I don't think it's being me arrogant. I, I, I think we will do better in these games than we do. Like there's likes of Cheltenham and Morecambe, where it's a relatively kind of low block and frustrating, and and try and break them down. So I'm I'm pretty confident. I mean, we I saw somebody put in the chat earlier. Somebody said, "Hang on, guys, this is Exeter, and that is kind of right, isn't it? You know, I know they're doing very well this season, but it's not a game we should really look to be fearing. They've got goals in them, but then so have we. And yeah, I, I'm pretty confident that we'll yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get back on back on winning form after a couple of disappointing results in the league, and we need to in reality, probably, don't we? You know, this is if we were to draw or lose, then you know the blip kind of keeps keeps going a little bit longer, and I guess some questions will be asked over certain players' positions in the team and stuff. And if Plymouth do win again, they're going to pull you know slightly further ahead. And if Wednesday were to win and we draw, we might drop down to drop down to third. So we kind of need to get back on form quite quickly. And yeah, I, I think we will. I think we've got goals in us. I think they've got goals in them. But I fancy to come out the the right side of a. Bit of a humdinger, hopefully. Would you wear blackout of interest if we're allowed to? Yeah, that's why I've put. That's why I've, that's a that's that's my blackout shirt behind me. By the way, for those of you watching the podcast, I I'd go for it. A because are we allowed to wear it if if, if well, it's, there's a they do they wear white shorts? I didn't. I was going to research okay. that. If anyone knows, if they wear white shorts, then I would wear all black, okay. and it's on Sky. Yeah. So let so yeah. you know we've we've derby uh, that derby game has clearly stored out some weird voodoo anyway so i suggest we don't muck around with it and play the black black kit if it were me i just think i i think these are two teams who are not defensively sound we we, have, we mentioned burgess in our chat about us 
He's not I'd ready. Be, Do you think he's ready to? Uh, he started against really Bracknell, I know, but so would you drop really, Edmondson? I I don't know, um, but I quite like Burgess to be in the team. I I, I think mean, we are stronger from, with him. In. Yeah, from a defensive point of view, you know, he was he was you know clearing everything, strong in the air. He played himself into some really really good form. Let's not forget, Edmondson wasn't making the bench for sort of two or three games in in sort of September time, was he? He was he was out of the picture, and Burgess was the one kind of starting. I just I do slightly worry about Burgess in a back four, in a back three. I haven't really got an issue with it at all because he played there Accrington. He's comfortable there, and he adds balance. I think his left footed crossfield passes out to the right wing back or the right winger is a useful weapon to use as well. I just do worry slightly about him in a back four, which I think is what it is these days. Um, I know, you know, obviously we had Russell Osman at the live event discussing Wolfenden and saying sometimes you've just got to clear your lines. I think that's what Burgess gives you. You know, it's the no-nonsense kind of defending, which I agree at certain times could be could be very useful. But height, presence. Yeah, height, yeah well, I guess, danger. yeah, from, from, from set pieces. Yeah, I guess you've got the likes of Diang, who's a bit of a unit. He can add that as well. So, yeah, maybe you've you've charmed me. You've convinced <laughs> me. I'm, you've, you've talked me around. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be necessarily be a bad shout, to be honest with you, given the, the physical threat, the set-piece threat, the likely crossing threat we're about to face tomorrow. I guess I'd have no real issue if he were to come in, providing he's, he's, he's fit enough, which I guess he should be because he started yeah. against Brackle, didn't he? And not up front, though. I don't want to see him come on up front again. Well, I quite like that. <laughs> but if, you know, if all other plans have been exhausted, then stick a big lump up front, kind of, it's like worked in the past, hasn't it? Berra up under McCarthy exactly or Mowbray right. up under Burley, yeah. Well, you've got, yeah, you've got... um You've got our thoughts. Let's um, let's go to the chat. Eric's positive, two 0 defeat. There we go. Come on, Eric. Come on. We can. We we're, we're going to make you happy. Come on. We can do better than a two 0 defeat. Surely, I hope. Um, Lee's going for a head one one, a heart two one. That rhymes. Um, Charlie D. They will definitely score, but two one to us. Chris is agreeing with you. Yes. So go for a three two. We've got a skip. Three one town. Um, backlash, like I think you said, Seb. It does feel a little bit like we might batter somebody soon. Well, who it? said it that does... last week? Was it Davis who said that midweek? Okay, I, th- I think it, it does it. kind of feel like that a little bit. Yeah, you might kind of feel that you know at some point somebody hopefully is going to get a bloody good seeing too. <laughs> not that. That's not what you mean. That's not what you mean. Um, Skip, we appreciate you being with us as well. Um, our thoughts are with you and your family. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, we appreciate you. Um, Graham keeps. Um, Stansfield quite should be okay, but then Nombe, then Brown, etc. Then, yeah, yeah. Um, we shall see. Michael, um, I think we're gonna lose 2 1 or oh, win 4 1, okay. one way or the other. Michael, what about a draw? There might be a draw, nil nil. There you go. Um, so there you go, Skip. Um, I think if this is our blip, it's a pretty decent one as we are still picking up points. Um, we know we'll pick up back it. We will know we know we will pick it up back again. It's when we lose two or three and five that we need to be concerned. And mm, we've never yeah. really done that under McKenna, have we? So No, we're still, like you said, like Skip says, we're still drawing. We're still picking up points. It's just, you know, Sheffield Wednesday are kind of, you know, the form side. And it's looking like there's going to be three that go the, the whole distance. So I'd, I'd be concerned that we don't want to be looking back in May and thinking those draws cost us. Um, if Dinas is not fit, says Michael, back three, Burgess, Edmondson, Wolfie. Eric suggests Bridge might go right. Um, Wolfenden can go right as well, I guess. Um Burgess in for me says David who is also very supportive of the Telegram group thank you David 1-0 says Andreas 1-0 to who 1-0 to who Um, Chris last few games going back as we've conceded 1-4-2-0-1-1-0-2 the defending ain't that bad if you ignore the Charlton freak show oh you've done it in 
So yeah, going okay, fine. I was trying to figure that out. So yeah, it's some the defending isn't that bad. Individual games. Yeah, and the concern is that we do tend to kind of if we concede one, we all kind of get that horrible feeling we're going to concede another one, like a Port Vale and like at Charlton twice. You know, there's we seem to be lacking a little bit at the back in terms of is it mental fortitude maybe at the moment kind of you know they tend to panic a little bit when things there was start a really, to go against um, us. interesting i had a chat this what russell oh, hopefully russell Osman doesn't i'm sure he's out there watching right now doesn't mind me mentioning this we talked about so when we conceded last week russell Osman's view was that there wasn't a huge amount of concerned look or interrogation or figuring out why that had happened and immediately they then came and attacked us again and and Morsey's kind of doing calm down, calm down. And I think Russell Osman and certainly I was of the opinion, like sometimes we, we should be, I'm not saying get upset and get emotional about conceding because clearly you want to keep your head. And in that type of situation, there's a whole load of game to be, to be played anyway. So what, you know, what benefit does it do? But I, I, I want play our players to hurt conceding yeah. goals. It's not a nice feeling. And it didn't really look like anyone was particularly hurt. It's kind of like... But Walton, Walton was, wasn't he? Punching well, the ground. Yeah, and punched the ground. Frustrating, but was, yeah. But, I, think that's but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Maybe it was the shock of it. Maybe it was the shock of the, the chance. You know, Broom had acres in, of, of space in that right side. Maybe people were simply expecting it to be a relatively routine save for Walton. And it was the shock that, that led to that kind of disbelief and that quietness, maybe. But I, I know what you mean. Yeah, you want people to hurt from it. And yeah, you want your on-field leaders like Morsey, like, like Walton, you know, to really kind of take charge in, in, in those moments. Yeah, um, David's going for a one on Sully. I think is going to be correct. <laughs> four, four. I, I, I like. A f- I was tempted to go bigger than two all. I think four, four is not in feet. It'll be nil, nil now, won't it? It'll be bloody nil, nil. Yeah, yeah. After all this, you can clip it up saying we guarantee goals, etc. Uh, Christopher, uh, if luck goes with us, it could be a five-one. If luck goes with us, being the appropriate words, address. Oh, of course. Loyal, that's what we want. Um, with our style of play, Marcus says at the back, there's always a chance of giving away a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a consequence of the Quite way we play. And I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't have it any other way. I like seeing that kind of football, and you're going to have to accept that maybe three, four times a year it's going to lead to a direct, you know, a mistake's going to happen that's going to lead to a goal, but it's just the way we want to play. And well, it's much better than the alternative, isn't it? You know, just hoofing the ball forward, et cetera. Exactly right. Well, um, we will come back next week and we'll see how we got on. We'll see how. Mark got on um, and whether he makes a return for a third appearance, um, we will be back in a second. So if you want a shout out before we say goodbye, now is your time to get it in the chat. That is your lot. If you've been with us throughout or if you've joined us like Elliot a little bit late in the day, we are grateful to you. Um, do give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Um, I see John on Facebook has done likewise on Facebook. We appreciate you. Anything you can do to nudge us up the algorithms, the thumbs up, subscribing, all that jazz um, is very much appreciated. We know folk can't all do um, super chats uh, and nor would we want people to feel like they they have to do that even just giving us the thumbs up is really appreciated. Do give us a, a podcast review as well. If you're listening to us, five stars would be even more appreciated as well. And as we mentioned, we'll be back for the flagship show live as always. Now, Sunday night, we'll talk through Exeter, hopefully positivity there. Um, we will appreciate um, people joining us for that and joining in the chat. Um, and if you're traveling down, as always, um, let us know you are traveling down and listening to us. You've got plenty of time to fill you absolute bloody legends. You sing your hearts out. Hopefully bring us back three points as well. And what we got here in the chat, um, 
Charlton still gives me nightmares. We can get over it, Lee. Yeah, we'll, go, it, we'll it, go through it together. Group therapy. Um, Charlie, again for another 10 years. Exactly right. Charlie D, thanks for being with us as always. Always one of the first names on the team sheet when it comes to the chat. So we appreciate you. Lee as well. Skip, thank you. Come on, you blues, he says. Oh, Michael's got his weather. Yeah, great show. 18 degrees, high 20s. Well, the only thing that's around 18 degrees at the moment is my thermostat and it's a horror film watching my smart meter right now. Absolutely disgraceful. Um, yeah, pity ball is out, but um, we've got a strong enough squad, I think. Um, Seb, I'll let you have the final word. Um, thank you, as always, for all your hard work. Um, and if anyone's got any last out, last minute shout outs, I'll stick them up on the screen. But that's all from me. Thank you, Seb. I'll hand over to you. If you're going tomorrow, absolutely fair place here. We salute all of you there getting up at some god-awful hour to make the trip. Hopefully, you'll be rewarded with a lot of goals. The rest of us watching it on telly, hopefully, here's to a good match. Here's to a solid three points to end off the month. And as always, come on, you blues. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.